Welcome everyone to our Thursday night Stargate Roundtable. We're happy to have all of you here with us. And uh, our dear Angel Sue was planning to do the opening. Okay. And welcome, welcome to Stargate Roundtable. For all of you sweet people, we have a lot of energies for changing and calibrating and bringing heaven on earth in alignment. So as you claim that intention that this is a good focus, if you wish to put your focus there, then remember, just let the energy of your mind come down into your heart space so you can have... can have that quiet, more productive energy working with you. And call in your higher self, your beloved twin flame, your guides, your masters, your teachers, your angels, your councils of light that you work with. And you're actively involving with into the higher divine dimensions and calling in your support team from all creation, all those that care about what you're accomplishing now, all those from the lighted realms. And so if you'll just think about what's going on in your life, what concerns you have, what situations, what joys that you would love to manifest at a higher level. Anything and everything. And then think about the people you claim in your life, those that you love and care about, those that you're aware of on the news, the social medias, and all beings. We want everyone to shift into this divine mode 24-7 and ourselves very much so in the mix. Please call in all the divine beings known and unknown, seen and unseen, that are working with Nasara, our faction three white knights and our galactic forces of light, all those whistleblowers and news makers, light weavers, light dancers, light workers. from this dimension and all other beings from kingdoms and dimensions beyond our understanding. And just remember harmony, happiness, grace, and peace, freedom, and sovereignty. And all is well and ever-expanding. So with this, we will say... The law of one, which that original law of creation can 
bring about major miracles. We are all one, and when one is harmed, all are harmed. As one is helped, and all are helped, and all are healed, and all are brought up into more joy. Therefore, in the name of who we are, and we are Owati, one with all there is, we ask that only the highest good of all concerned happen here with the perfect, divine, happy solution. And we give thanks that this is done. In the office of the Christ, we say, so be it, and so it is. And I pass the talking stick to the beloved Galactic Roundtable. Well, thank you, Angel Sue. Stargate Um, Roundtable, I'm sorry. (laughs) We always appreciate you uh, getting us started here. And we'll go around the... um, team here and see what anyone has uh, to contribute or to say here. So, who would like to speak up here? Well, I would like to throw it out to some of you experienced people. I'm going to give you a scenario. Is it possible that spirit will give you a condition that requires you to see specialist doctors just so you have to give that doctor a message. Is that possible? Then have all the symptoms go away when it's done. Seems like a very elaborate way for things to get done, but maybe that's how they get our attention. I don't know. So does anybody have anything to say about that? Sounds like a good idea. What sounds like a good idea? What you just said. To make somebody sick so that they'd have to get a hold, get a No, doc- no, no. Oh. If you are already there, how how to get out of that space. Right. Anybody else? This is, would be something that would come on all of a sudden. Or appears to be that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So, Randy, do you have anything more to say out there? Greetings, everyone. You better make sure you got some extra straps on your surfboard, guys. (laughs) Because you're really going to have to hang on. Because the waves of energy that are coming into this, our little solar system here, is absolutely breathtaking. And they're not going to stop. They're going to increase and increase and increase and increase. As we travel through the sector of space that we're traveling through now, we are going beyond the beyond. We haven't been here before. Neither has anyone else in this sector. So we're all doing this together. And this is the idea of the whole entire thing. I'd like to bring up an interesting thought I had the other day. There's been so much information on the internet, everybody calling. We're going to have a thing called the event. We're going to have a solar flash. Well, I think we should think about this absolutely, totally different. What if 
this is referring to an event not in the sky, not in the news, but maybe this is an event on the inner realm within our own hearts, with our own hearts opening up all at the same time and the total awakening of mankind. This is what ascension is really all about. But when we really reach that critical mass, who's to say what doesn't happen is everyone's hearts just whammo. That's it. The hearts open and we're aware. So I'm just going to put that out. Namaste. Are you sure well, our bodies you. can handle that? Amina, I talked over you. Say your, uh, say again. Oh, I'm just wondering what Randy said. Are we sure our bodies can handle that level of energy? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point, Amina. <coughs> because our bodies are not equipped for such high vibrations without doing damage maybe to some organs. So I'm wondering, you know, is there a way we can slow it down when it's coming towards us to gradually bring it in? I think our probably our our higher selves and our guides are helping us do that. Yeah, we can ask them to help us do that, right? Yeah, we can. That would be a good idea, especially if we were forewarned that they gently down hold. <laughs> Gentle, please. Yes, we won't upgrade to Windows 10, okay? We'll stay at Windows 7. <laughs> you understand? Don't we all wish, huh? Well, they understand technology, so. Yeah. Yeah. Because the download very quickly like that can definitely do some damage. And we don't want that. Thank you, Randy. You're welcome. Taran Rama, you got anything to say here, or, or you want to wait till your, till your turn to have the whole floor? <laughs> well, I thought of a name. I know we didn't talk about this yet, but well, we, and we're on the air, so we haven't told anybody yet. Mm. I know. Um, so, so let's let's wait till after we've, till we know what, so that people know what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess I'll just keep my lips. Buttoned. Thank you. Um, I guess I could say this, that um, the messages that Rama has been getting from Faction 3 White Knights have been uh, uh, discussions around... Uh, uh, the actual announcement of Nasara. And it has been years and years that they've actually talked about it coming down in, in, in real time on screen. The imminence of the hour we're in. And it's absolutely... Um, it's, I think, what we've all been waiting for, that's for sure, and it's coming. There, the messages are that strong. 
Well, maybe we're ready to shift. If no one else has anything to uh, comment here about, we will um, ask Rama, who have you spoken to this week, and can you share those uh, conversations with us? Rama? Yes. Next time you're standing on the bridge, maybe you can just take Ashtar's hand and just slightly push on the button. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> say possible. I, <laughs> let's say where my uh, station is is not exactly we're close to the captain's command chair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Kind of got to weasel my way in for something. <laughs> Well, I know you've had some good conversations this week, so let's see, uh, what do you want to start with to share with us? Just the uh, seriousness of the hour in the context of um, what we're seeing in the realm of infinite possibilities that as we're talking about this announcement forthcoming, the seriousness of the hour as we're watching the shred of the Constitution still hanging by that thread. And uh, it's quite a drama that's going on because... Um, I can describe it as, uh, like the poppy lady said today, it, metaphorically speaking, the energies feel like we're in the darkest depths of Mordor, yet Lord Michael's legions are here leading us through. And the news is pretty intense with what's going on across the planet. Yet there are bright lights going on throughout all the stories. Um, every day I am seeing more and more things and hearing folks talking about the galactics in our midst and how this is seeping into the mainstream and even though they may have a cynical eye about it, they're waking up, waking up like never before in the realm of infinite possibilities that we're not in Kansas anymore and something is really coming forth. And <laughs> I got to put it as, you know, Master Sergeant Bob Dean has said, you know, our galactic friends are walking the west wing. They are walking the east wing. And uh, how they get this revealed to the world, that that's where I got to take it to the folks that know how to do this in a most magical way with the least amount of violence and negativity possible. 
and there are many things going on to bring forth accountability and it might seem incremental but they are massive things that are happening for one thing there is a new investigation where they're reopening the case of the murder of Malcolm X I mean this is a huge deal this has not been discussed for many many moons and um, it involves the let's say exposing our so-called law enforcement agencies who are uh, yeah. all part of this orchestrated drama that has to do with how the real story comes out like Don said there is no spoon <laughs> and it's about this false matrix that's been put in place really since World War Two, when Hitler and the SS met up with the um, reptilians and some of the not-so-nice uh, little gray people, and things kind of went downhill from there. Yet, all of these things are coming forward to the light of day as more and more stories are coming forth. Like yesterday, I spoke with Mr. Fan after I got in the plasma field, and uh, Mr. Fan told me that there are um, U.S. Air Force pilots, there are admirals, rear admirals, four-star generals that are currently serving in the military who after the fact, when the announcement is given, called Nasara, they will come forth and share their stories like they did the first time when uh, Dr. Greer held the press conference at the National Press Club in D.C. And these folks, these um, military officers, have been sitting on information since Roswell and since World War II. And there is a lot more that needs to be brought up. Why did Admiral Byrd go down to Antarctica or also the Arctic Circle and saw things and um, to this day even people related to Admiral Byrd get shut up. And it is about the fact that the collaboration between the Nazis and the Dark ETs have created what's in Antarctica. There's another piece of this that is coming forth where the pre-Adamic uh, the pre-flood people that were here before the flood, uh, Buzz Aldrin saw them when he went down there to Antarctica and 
Uh, all kinds of folks went down there. All of these things have to do with how disclosure happens and at the same time it's also about what's coming forth here where we're watching the erosion of this democratic republic into a fascist state and most people when they hear the word fascism they equate it with Nazis and it's a little different than just well Nazi Nazis are related to how Hitler behaved yes and uh, fascism. fascism is related to how Mussolini behaved in Italy and it has to do with the multinational corporations yeah. that are running this country right now called the oligarchs the one percent who are running the presidential campaign right now and I would just say that uh, Bernie is the only choice we have. All the others are compromised, and I'll say it right now. They yes, today on Amy Goodman, she went deeply into how compromised Amy Klobuchar is. Yes, she's she got was, some dirt, and it's just as dirty as on another level what Joe Biden did. Amy Klobuchar, did Amy Klobuchar send an innocent teenager to life in prison? Questions mount over her record as district attorney in Minnesota. And she did. Yes. A completely innocent young black child was sentenced to life in prison on her, on her time. And he did not do it. And the one who did it who killed an 11-year-old girl, uh, uh, came forward and uh, said so, too. So that's very serious. Also, she uh, waived any kind of punishment for the police department all through the whole time that she was district attorney there. And that's a serious problem because there's a lot of people dead at the hands of the guns of a policeman in Minnesota that... Uh, had no right to do what they did. So that's a very, very serious problem. Uh, These are the things that, you know, what comes as we've been discussing, me and Tara, this week, accountability does not include violence. This was Dr. King's main message. Was- also, Malcolm X, at the same time, he did bring up some things that were not so, you know, he wrote that book, The Ballot or the Bullet, and I'm not sure where to go with that. Um, yes, he did write that. Well, he gave a speech called, yeah. calling it that. Yes. I would say, let's go back to, say, Monday, Rama, Tom the Cat, Larry and Sweet Angelique the Cat. Yes. Called me, this is Rama speaking, from Paris, saying, Lord Rama, Congressman Ro Khanna has been approached by the men in black. 
and he was forced. <clears throat> uh, Congressman Ro Khanna is from, I believe, the 16th District of California. He's a Democrat. Yes. <clears throat> and he comes on Tom Hartman's show for an hour every week. It's not always the same day, but on Monday he did come on there. And uh, uh, someone, a uh, caller, she called in and she said, it really turned my stomach to see Nancy Pelosi get up there at the State of the Union address and clap for um, Juan Mr. Guido. Juan Guaido. And just to make clear, in case you don't know who that person is, Juan Guaido is a person that was selected by the Trump administration uh, to, and the Trump administration announced that he was the real president and that um, Maduro was not. And uh, all that's made up, by the way, although the United States are paying tax dollars to fund Ron, uh, Juan Guaido. Uh, uh, to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. To initiate a coup. In something Denver. like $38 million or something. And and he's got a whole pile of uh, uh, gangs that are, are uh, getting U.S. tax dollars to kill people in Venezuela. And this has been going on for a couple of years now. And... Um, uh, uh, Maduro was uh, so anyway the uh, answer uh, and she asked you know why is Nancy Pelosi standing up there and all the Democrats and the Republicans were standing up together and 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 praising him and so this is the reason and the reason uh, well I'll tell you that Ro Khanna what he said to her is that he didn't consider Maduro a good player and uh, uh, and then he said, and that he had spoken with President Jimmy Carter, uh, and that Jimmy Carter had alluded to the idea that the election was compromised and corrupted uh, at the time of Maduro. And I I was listening to that, and Rama was in town in Santa Fe, and. I knew that wasn't true because uh, Jimmy Carter was on the air with Abby Martin and he said in absolute terms that Venezuela has the most foolproof, perfect elections in the world, bar no other country. Uh, They have like five different checkpoints. You have to sign your name, you have to have your ID, you have to um, have the paper ballot and then... Uh, a double check on the electric, you know, ballot, uh, uh, and uh, uh, then they compare the. Uh, they compare every. I I can't remember them all. I'm just going to say he said unequivocally, there's no way that there's ever. And he said in particular too. Uh, uh, Jimmy said that uh, it was a majority win for Maduro, and it's been a clean election, 100%. So I called Roman. So Rama spoke to his people at Faction 3, and what they said is that uh, here that Congressman Rokana has been approached by the men in black, and he was forced under threat of death for 
himself and his whole family to sign a second non-disclosure, meaning the first non-disclosure was right after 9-11, and everybody in the media, everybody in Hollywood, in Hollywood everybody uh, in the political stratosphere, not just in this country, this was a global thing, had to sign a non-disclosure under penalty of death due to uh, being accused of treason, high treason. In other words, what they had to say is they would never speak about Nassara law at all, ever. Yeah. And they would never speak about the fact that 9-11 was an inside job. Okay, so he was forced to sign a second non-disclosure regarding that issue. I asked Tom and Larry and Sweet Angelique the Cat, what is going on here that a second non-disclosure is required to be signed at this time by Rokana and others? And they all answered me saying, Lord Rama, Representative Rokana and others in Congress have had to sign a more stringent non-disclosure than the first one, which went out six days after 9-11, because they meaning the progressive members of Congress in the Democratic Party, who are outside of the establishment part of the Democratic Party, have been playing a much more prominent role in getting Nassara announced and speaking truth to power. Then I asked, does this mean Bernie Sanders had to sign this second nondisclosure as well? Tom the Ringtail Cat answered and said yes, and Lord Rama, and I cannot... I cannot continue into any further conversation with this subject as it is secret. We are moving during this most intense transition period. We are moving eons upon eons of old paradigm polarity energies and belief patterns out of this current space-time Line, So continue to work with the combination of the threefold flame and the violet fire. And, and uh, so that was that for, for Monday. And then on Tuesday, momentito, Tuesday, here we go. Tuesday, I... I got a message from Spirit about mid-morning this day. Yet first, Tara heard earlier this morning from Spirit, quote, accountability does not include violence. Then Spirit continued from that thought with me and said, as we have a a more compassionate heart, everything appears to us in a more positive light. Yes. As we employ our high heart with divine compassion, it creates an opportunity for a positive outcome in these matters. Then, a short while later, I received a call from Natasha. She said to me, Lord Rama, as we come from that high heart place, now there are miracles afoot. Even as we are treading through the darkest depths of Mordor, 
The light of 10 trillion suns is shining through all of us. Stay in that high heart place as fear has no place here. The galactics are here. They are walking the west wing and the east wing. And I'm sure that Omina's got her red dress in there somewhere. They are in every sector of our civilization. We are the ones who extend a hand to let the world know we have some new friends uh, that are as ancient as before time itself. They have some new brilliant ideas about how to get our civilization's development back on track. In the simplest of terms, it is called love. They are sending in the platinum ray of the 12th dimension, surrounded by a soft pink ray of kindness, gentleness, and self-acceptance. And my hope is, in some small, maybe in a big way, that brainwash, uh, brainwashing, uh, that that will cancel, be canceled out. Uh, and that we begin to realize that we are much better and much more than what that uh, mind control program is telling us about ourselves. And so it is that uh, the awakening is expanding rapidly. That's, I guess, the most important thing that we can say about that. Okay, then on Wednesday... Mid-morning, I went to Fenn's home and got into Fenn is a a white knight, faction three, and um, Rama gets to go over there to his home anytime he wishes as he's inspired. And he has this pool in his living room, very uh, 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 interesting place to have a pool. And then he's got um, two... Um, two vibe machines in the pool. Well, and the vibe machines are made out of all these different metals blended together. Yes. In a specific configuration. They're kind of tall. They're about five feet tall. Yeah. And when they're turned on, they literally create a plasma field of energy with a Taurus moving through the energy field. So Rama gets to go there and he sits in the water and the energy envelops him. And so he says here, Rama says, I sat with the energy and I asked, where do we go from here? The plasma field responded by showing me the rainbow bridge from the Arctic Circle to Asgard, which is a celestial city located on the other side of a portal in the Arctic Circle, which opens as you ask. Asgard is a light city in the fifth dimension, and it will manifest here on Earth again as peace is fully declared. Odin, a Viking king, who is the benevolent ruler of Asgard, oversees the thunder and the lightning, 
within the forces of nature. After that, I spoke with Fenn. He said, we are so close to St. Germain giving the order to the King of Swords to order the Provost Marshal General to declare martial law. And then the Galactics are going to announce full disclosure and they come in with harmony of the spheres and force fields as we witness a fully peaceful and orderly roundup with all weapons of war totally deactivated. Then, um, Lord Rama, uh, there are current Air Force pilots admirals, rear admirals, four-star generals that are and have been sitting on information since Roswell and before that back to Hitler's time concerning the sidereal weapons Hitler was obsessed with getting. All this military, all these military people will come forward after Nassar is enacted and tell their stories. Then on stage, a team of galactics with members of Mother Gaia's ground crew will declare world peace and enact Nasara as the law of the land. Borders are essentially dissolved within this enactment process. Yet post Nasara's enactment, further education and protocols will follow. This will not take long at all. In other words, everything we've been told to tell everybody for the last, since 1999, 1993, 93, 94, Dove of Oneness. I know that a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about, but um, this has been actually going on since 1949. Yeah. See, 1949, and we said this very little, but we'll say it again now. Uh, 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 um, Israel became the 51st state of the Union. And it's not been spoken about. And, and they stole the Palestinian land. and Yes, and they are not Jews at all. They're Khazarians from the land of Khazar. Ninety some percent, I don't know, it's higher than anybody knows, but uh, of the people that think they are the Jews are not. They are of Khazarian descent. The Khazarians, the Khazars, they came and they came here from the Caucasus Mountains of southern Russia and the northern mountains of Kyrgyzstan. So this is a very, very, very important piece of this puzzle. And the true, um, the true Israelites, the true Hebrews are the Palestinian people. And they are trying to expunge them from the planet. And not to change the subject, but... And I've, steal their birthright, you might say. Story of Esau and Jacob. Yes. Not to change the subject, but I have heard that they have found King Solomon's mines, and that's a big deal. Where are they? 
somewhere connected in the area where the Nag Hammadi dig. In Egypt. Yeah. That's in Egypt. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Ah, so, um, the, the final word of it all is to blaze the violet fire and keep working with St. Germain and all the ascended hosts of heaven and all of us commanders, eagles, and angels. And then Rama puts a note here. He says, Bertie Sanders sent me a text message later this afternoon, and this is on Wednesday, yesterday. Yes. Bernie said to me, Lord Rama, we are going all the way to the Oval Office. I texted Bernie back and I asked, what about Michelle? Bernie responded, the goddess knows the perfect hour. <laughs> yep. And just this is just a confirmation. Bernie's been, you know, talking to Rama uh, for a very, very long time. I used to serve Bernie lunch along with Tom Hartman in Montpelier, Vermont back in the day. What's the name of that? The Moon? The Horny, uh, the Horn of the Moon restaurant. restaurant. Where you were. I was a cook there. You were a cook there. So you used to make their lunch. Yes. <laughs> he likes roasted barley mushroom soup. <laughs> okay, so the point we're making is that Bernie knows Michelle is coming in and this is going to come in at the proper hour, as Bernie was referring. And it will be safe, as this is coming about here, where accountability without violence takes place. And um, we'll just say this, like we said, it goes back to 1949. Uh, and and as, as uh, Israel became the 51st state of the Union... We lost our freedom completely because the uh, representation of Israel is the usurpation of who we are as children of the stars. Uh, we are the ones, and so um, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna this this Bernie walking into the Oval Office means he's making the path so that the goddess can come in there. Another piece home. of news that may or may not get overlooked, today the Taliban have given the United States seven days to get their affairs in order and get out of Afghanistan. I don't believe that the United States could get out of Afghanistan in seven days. Well, they don't want to. No. And this is and a big Trump deal. The Trump administration have been trying to finagle more time. Yes. Yet the Taliban have said seven days is firm. Yeah. So then uh, the, the, uh, the populace said we are in the darkest depths, as we said yes. the other day, of Mordor, seemingly. Yet Lord Michael's legions are here and St. Germain's amethyst fleets along with the four musketeers, Michael, Maitreya, Metatron, and Mother. They have this one. Any time now, we will see 
an interruption in the regular media programming. There will be a test pattern or a strange sort of fuzzy image. Then the next voice will be we will hear will be the uh, likely the provost marshal general saying we are in a state of national emergency and there will be official news visualize this happening is what the poppy lady said what else did she say Robert? just that we're in that seriousness of that hour where the so-called commander-in-chief has lost his ability to govern in any way, shape, or form in a civilized manner, as everyone can see, that when you tell your attorney general to pardon one of your friends, the rule of law has gone out the window completely. And um, i no lawyer, yet I understand some basic understandings here that um, we got a real problem in D.C. <laughs> yes, we do. And it creates that realm where people have been talking about uh, journalists, you know, have been being killed. And it's getting a little more intense each day as folks like Abby Martin and... Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Our friend that comes on, Amy, that lives um, in South America, Glenn Greenwald. They want to put Glenn Greenwald away. They want to put for Max, life. Yes, for Max Blumenthal for telling the truth about what's happening in Venezuela. As these voices get silenced, like Julian Assange. And Chelsea Manning, um, where where does it stop? Yeah, and by the way, Nancy Pelosi had to clap for Mr. Yeah. Guido, or she wouldn't be here either. I mean, there's uh, they threatened uh, Ro Khanna's uh, uh, life and his entire family to be removed if he didn't comply with signing off on that second non-disclosure. So. That's another sign that they are don't they don't know how to keep everybody in line, so they got to threaten like that, and we just got to do this remaining in divine unconditional neutrality as we witness to this. And I think we need to say a little more about Pete Buttigieg, uh, Amy Goodman, uh, uh, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana has surprised many with his strong showings in Iowa and New Hampshire, two of the country's widest states. Yet as the race moves on now into Nevada and South Carolina, Buttigieg continues to poll extremely low with African-American voters. His own former constituents are condemning his treatment of the black community in South Bend, Indiana during his time as mayor calling out systemic racism in the police force. During Buttigieg's tenure as mayor from 2012 to 2018, black residents were 4.3 times more likely to be arrested for possessing marijuana than white people. At last week's presidential debate, 
ABC News moderator Lindsay Davis questioned Pete Buttigieg about the rise in arrests of black people under his administration. And he says, Pete says, well, the reality is on my watch, drug arrests in South Bend were lower than the national average. The overall rate was lower than the national rate. Lindsay Davis says, no, there was an increase. The year before you were in office, it was lower. Once you became in office, in 2012, that number went up. In 2018, the last number year that we have record for, that number was still up. Pete says, yeah. And one of the strategies that our community adopted was to target uh, when there were cases where there was gun violence and gang violence, which was slaughtering so many in our community. Amy says, well, for more, we go to Chicago, where we're joined by Henry Davis Jr., a South Bend City Council member since 2008. Welcome to Democracy Now! Henry Davis Jr., can you talk about your experience as a city council member with your mayor at the time? He just recently stepped down, Pete Buttigieg, who has now just placed second in the New Hampshire primary. Henry Davis Jr., well, thank you for having me. My time working with Mater Buttigieg was at best, it was contentious. It was very difficult to get across to him and also to his administration how African Americans were living in South Bend and some of the issues that confronted him on a daily basis. You're talking about double-digit unemployment. You're talking about a very high poverty rate, over 40%. You're talking about high crime. You're talking about schools shutting down and closing, and even some of his policies as it came to a thousand houses in the thousand days program, as he decided to go through the hood or, you know, in the black and brown areas, he, he wanted to demolish these homes, and the homes were demolished. Yet it wasn't the fact that the some of those homes didn't need to come down. It was the fact that there was no affordable housing program that came behind it. And so now we're de still dealing with empty lots, high weeds, a lot of varmints that are living in those empty lots. So as you talk about right now, even with the police force, you have the lowest numbers serving of African-American officers in the police force in South Bend. So, you know, there are a number of issues that confronted the African-American community and that he really chose not to deal with at all. And so as a councilman and having a predominantly black district, a lot of those fights were held and had on the council floor. And I did as much as I could to satisfy the residents and the constituencies. Yet it was very hard to go back and forth and not getting that money invested back to the community. So uh, we've got about five minutes here. Uh, it gets it gets much more hairier. He says that in his con completion, he said, I am absolutely surprised. Uh, Amy Goodman says uh, to Henry, he, she says at the end, as you could talk about, I mean, the population of South Bend is something like, it's more like a quarter African-American. In the last minute that we have, have you been surprised at the rise of your former mayor, Pete Buttigieg, from South Bend mayor and all the controversies that were there at the time to now 
being one of the front runners for president. And Henry says, I am absolutely surprised by the rise. There's an expectation of presidential, yet there's also something that needs to go behind that in substance to support him. That means a resume and some real-life things that have occurred. Biden took a text out on Mayor Pete recently this past week and talked about his lack of experience. And although those things probably were pretty hardcore, the truth is it has is is that we expect that we are going to have a president that has some support from the rest of the United States Senate and some support from the rest of the United States Congress. Yet not only that, uh, uh, rather also have some real-life experience of trying to be or being a president or being something that is more than a mayor. And so we desire somebody that there is going to be, that is going to be able to, to be there on day one and take over the reins and try to correct some of the things that Donald Trump has stepped on and hurt us with. And he, he states in there that he's a very, very heavy-duty racist. Uh, I, I'm going to just let it be there. Bernie's the only one. Uh, and, uh, of course, we got to send good vibrations because Joe Biden ordered George Tenet to do 9-11. Yes. And that's not going away. He was the Senate uh, committee head uh, on foreign relations at the time, and the representative of the of the Pope in the United States, Cardinal Regan, Egan, excuse me, ordered Joe Biden to order George Tenet to do 9-11, and he did so and complied. And again, Marita, you asked that question last week. You said, you know, will will uh, will Hillary Clinton have an opportunity to uh, be given some grace? And I'm I'm just paraphrasing, because uh, people in that power pyramid are threatening to kill her if she doesn't do what she's told. And I answered it kind of quickly because it was at the end. We're at the end now, but I got to. I want to make it clear that Michael Michael um, King stated that Tara has talking about that person, and I could hear it at the end of her conversation. And he said that person is not human. That person is of another um, species that have human beings for food, and that's who Hillary really is. And uh, as that, she was taken out by her people already. Way back in 20, 2007, she was permanently removed. And a, a clone was put in there uh, in about June. And dozens and dozens of clones were made of her over the years. And then, I don't know how many years ago, at least three or four years ago, I think she was turned into a hologram. Yeah. And so we've got a solid image hologram of her that's still out there for the very reason that the representation of people believing that and the accountability to bring it to the people and tell the truth has to come forward because people continue to believe what they hear. And, of course, the, the, the Western media is completely 100% compromised. Go, Bernie. I pass this talking stick to you, Sister Marita Roberts. 
Well, thank you, thank you, and Rama. And we will have uh, the second hour here. Omina will be our guest for the night, and also um, to allow people to call in and ask questions, as she always uh, does. And also, we are inviting um, people to. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll just wait and let her explain what we're doing. But we want to have our listeners um, give us some suggestions, their viewpoints, and things on uh, how we might uh, um, go forward with Stargate Roundtable in the future. So, Omina, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Okay, so I pass the talking stick to you. And well, thank you very much. I'll be here if you need something and yeah. uh, to help take take our listeners' uh, calls. Okay. Um, well, I hope we get some calls from listeners. Well, first of all, I'm here anyway. I'm a clairvoyant. I'm a spiritual medium and a soul historian. So any of you that wants to call in and ask any questions... I just need your first name and the first name of the person that you may be asking about and your relationship to them. But, of course, you can call in about anything. It doesn't have to be about you or somebody else. It can be about work. It can be about children. It can be whatever you want it to be about. And if you're going, if you're meant to get the answer to that question, you most certainly will. But also, I would like anyone, everyone, listeners, to call in and give us suggestions about the program because as of the end of February the program is going to switch to a new name we haven't decided the name yet but if you have any suggestions they're all welcome Marita is going to retire from Stargate Roundtable and that is her brand and that's her name as well so she's taking that with her and we're in the middle of transitioning right now so any information anybody is willing to offer us we're most certainly are willing to um, listen because that's what the round table is all about it's about being able to share the information take the information take suggestions so it would be really really uh, helpful in that sense in I was going to talk a little bit about everything that's going on in the world, and there most certainly are an awful lot going on in the world. And we are being we are being uh, assaulted all the time with very, very difficult information coming out of the White House and information coming out of the government and the assault on our values and our systems. And we just have to really put the light on there. Hopefully that all of this will end soon. I'm hoping that it does. Because it's very disturbing in terms of... Reminds me of Hitler and his regime. And how he got control of the country. And did the damage that he did. Trying to control everything and undermining the rule of law. And undermining our value, value systems. If anybody is listening that lives in the Connecticut Hartford area, on March 5th, I will be presenting Your Story Begins Here. And that all has to do with the birth of your soul, your twin flames, the birth of your soul, the essence of your soul, 
the seven growth stages of your soul, the seven soul types, why you're here, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be an open discussion. And that's going to be at the Happiness Club at the Town and County Club in Hartford. More information, you can go to my website. My website is omina777.com. Anyone that wants to email me or email anybody on the panel, my email address is omina center. 777 at gmail.com. That sounds really, really interesting, Amina. Um, when you, after you've given that, uh, maybe you can share some of that uh, uh, on our uh, program here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The It's interesting. Well, it's out of when I do this, their story begins here, then that's about the whole, how we how we ended up being the soul. And the oversoul is going to be in there too, and um, the, all about the soul. And then probably in the fall, I will do the, the sequel to that, which will be your story ends here. And that's going to discuss all about what happens when you leave your body and you want to see if you're ready for ascension. And it goes into all the different stages of things that you go through there. So they're from they're from my two books that I haven't finished yet, and I'm in the process of getting them going about getting them edited. So, but it, it's very it's a lot of fun because it's it's very spiritual. It's don't it's not religious based. It's spiritual based, and it gives an awful lot of information about the soul because it explains an awful lot why we act, think and feel the way we do and what we can do about it if we're not happy with that. And it explains why we have soul families, why we why we feel we have soul enemies or soul friends. And people all the time get soul mates mixed up with twin flame. And there's a lot of different things out there about that, uh, especially about twin flames. And of course, the information I get, twin flames do not come into the earth at the same time unless they have an earth-changing thing to change. Then they usually do come, twin flames come. But other than that, only one flame descends and the other stays in the higher realms, which we can always call on. You can always call on your twin flame to help you. And you don't have to hear them or feel them, just know what you call to help you. One of the things about the higher realms, when you ask for help, they cannot say no. Just be very clear on what it is you're asking for. Because guaranteed, if you're open to receiving and you trust it, you're going to get it. If that's for your higher good. So having said all of that, I don't know if there's anybody on the panel that want to ask me anything. I most certainly be willing to Talk about oh, yes, Romina. Yes, Randy. You reminded me a while ago to ask about my friend Aaron. The last time we checked, they that's, had not woken him up yet. That's right. That was about, what, about three weeks, four weeks ago? Yep. Spell his name for me. A A R O N E. Okay. Because when you say Aaron, I'm, th- I'm thinking Aaron, E R I N. Okay, let me just tune in here and see what is he doing. 
Oh. He's awake. I don't know what name is that. Was that Aaron driving by in his car? No, that's that's his happening by my place. <laughs> that sounds like someone driving by in a car. Oh, I'll it, mute out for a second. What do you what are you saying is that he's very well. He feels well. They allowed him to sleep for quite a while until he fully healed. Did, he, did I ask you before if he had a heart attack or something? Yes, he was on the operating table. He was having heart problems. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm done. Well, that's just confirmation me that I am speaking to the right person. Do you want to ask him anything else? Uh, well, his... Janelle wants to know if he's with the dogs. Who's Janelle? That's the person that he lived with, his secretary. He has three dogs with him. Okay. That quite happy. Oh, yeah. They were there waiting for him to wake up, actually. They were okay. there to greet him. And he was very, he was very, it's almost like, he was very happy to have him there because they were almost like therapy dogs for him. Yeah. Yeah. That they made him, they just, I don't know, they just brought his stress down and they just eased his his anxiety, so to speak. And he was very, very happy to see them. They're still with him, actually. He's not moving very fast, and they're not making him move very fast because they're allowing him to process where he is and what he's doing, and he's quite happy being out of his physical body. He doesn't have to deal with that anymore, he says. So he's quite happy with that. So you can tell Janelle that, yes, his dogs are with him and he just loves them. He loves her too, you know. Oh, yes, yes. Yep. I will do that. Well, Next one. Yeah, tell her that. I, I yep. will do that. My yep. mom crossed over on February the 6th. Of this like year? To, yes, I'd like to know what her status is. Oh, I didn't know your mom passed. I'm really sorry. What's her name? Uh, Wilma. Wilma. Okay. She was 96. God bless her. Oh, I can just feel her. She's so relieved. She's, it's so funny. She's smiling at me and she's just very, very relieved. She doesn't, it's funny. She, she said, I don't have to force myself to try and get up or wake up anymore. She must have been very, very tired. Yes. 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 Well, yeah. she, she was an avid gardener. She worked in her garden till, till she was, 85 and played the piano until she was 92. Ah, well, she had a full life, that's for sure. But she's very, very, um, she's telling me that she loves you. Do you have a brother? A sister. Oh, a sister. Well, she must be a strong mental essence. She loves you. Your mother loves you, she says. Well, thank you, Mom. I love you as well. Yeah, yeah. But she's not at all... She's not all sad about being where she is. She's telling me that her mother came to visit her. Mm. Mm. Did you know your grandmother? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, good. What was her name? Oh, oh it doesn't matter. She's just mentioning that, that um, 
Your father's on the other side too. Yes. Yeah, well, she hasn't met him yet. Of what you say. Okay. Yeah. In due time. In due time, exactly. People, they're not, souls are not rushed to do, you know, when they're ready, they do it. They have to adjust and make different choices that they want to make and nobody interferes with their free will choice. They help them, but they don't interfere with us. And right now she's in recovery, so to speak, but she's quite, she's quite, she's very pleasant. She's very happy where she is. I think she's a cat with her. That's good. I'm glad. Very did glad to like, hear that. Yeah, did she like cats? Actually, she had, there was a cat with her for three or four days and during her transition. Oh, isn't that interesting? His his name was Artie. Oh, pure wow. white cat, pure white male cat. Beautiful. And as my sister was with her, there was a pure black female cat at her at her feet. Wow. Uh, we we lived on the farm, so mom liked all sorts of animals. Right. Well, she's the cat with her now. She's quite happy with that. Yep. Interesting. Well, That's thank it. you. Yeah. You're very welcome. Anytime. So, oh, yeah. You find out the, the color of the cat? Do you want me to ask for the color of the cat? Yeah, I wonder if it's the cat we had as kids that, well, in the actually, house. Um, let me ask her. Um, it's a black and white cat, mostly white, just little black. Okay. Yeah. Different cat. We, uh, had lots on the farm. we had lots of cats on the farm also. Right. Well, I think this one was attached to her. Mm. Yeah, I think this one was attached to her. It might have been me. It might have been her first cat. Oh, that's quite possible too. Yeah. So, anything else you want to ask her before I let her go? I'm fine. Okay. Thank you, All mom. Right. Well, then we will let her go into the light. Thank you, Amina. You're welcome. Oh, Marianne's on line three. Yes. Three, I should say, not my When I say it in my Irish accent, it sounds like a tree. <laughs> Marianne, how are you? I'm doing very well now that I've moved in with my daughter. Um, I've had a abscess tooth, and I had the shingles. But I'm back on the road to recovery, and I'm doing good. Well, that's wonderful. Thank goodness for that. And yes. what's your question? Uh, my brother passed on Halloween, and he left me the executor of his estate. And I would like to know if I am doing fine with what I have done. Um, his son is deaf. He cannot do, he's able to take care of himself, but he's not good with uh, doing um, um, mental things like, doing the estate and stuff, and I was wondering if he's okay with how I've been handling things and taking care of his son. So what? what's, what's your brother's name? Bobby. We called him Bobby. His right name was Robert, but we called him Bobby. And what's your what's your nephew's name? Robbie. He's uh, their senior and junior. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Bobby is saying that he would have never left it with you if he doubted a moment. He doesn't doubt a moment that you're not able to take care of his, help his son. 
he says you're very good for him actually because you're like a mom to him in a way in a lot of ways but you also allow him his independence and he has no problem with the way you're handling the estate he says you know what to do that's wonderful. That's very yeah. wonderful. Now yeah. I feel much better even about that. Uh, I had to leave up there and come back home. Um, I was in Pennsylvania, and I, I just couldn't get warm up there. I was freezing. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's wintertime, you know. It is pretty cold. But, yes, yeah. and and um, and Robbie seems to be doing fine. Yes, His, yes he is. I called him... Uh, Called him about a week ago and asked him if he was okay, and he goes, "Why? What's the matter?" And I said, "Well, nothing's the matter. I'm calling to see if you're okay." Yeah, it's very difficult to understand, and it's very difficult to get things through to him in his mind. But I just worry he's going to run through his uh, his finances because my brother's left him very well off, very very yeah. well off that he can be taken care of. He's 57 years old, but he's you know he he's got a long life to live yet. So and. I, I just was worried that he's got to run through things quick, but uh, no, I have to let him run. live his. Yeah, I mean, he 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 won't run too. He will not run through things very quickly because he's a slow processor. So he's not going to change very much. That's why he asked you, "Is there anything wrong?" Because he doesn't think there's anything wrong in his world, which which is a good thing, because that's a stress reduction. Yeah. No, he's quite happy. He's quite happy the way his life is. You're taking good care of him. His dad, his dad took good care of him. And he's, like I said, your brother would not have left it to you. He thought you weren't doing it right. So he trusts you and he loves you. So, of course, he's, you know, you don't have to worry about any of that. Okay. All right. I thank you so much, Amina. And thank you for everything you all do. I appreciate it. And I'm so looking forward to everything. And, and I'm just, I'm so happy. So thank you so much for everything. You're welcome. Did you hear the announcement at the beginning of the show? I sure did. <laughs> well, if you have if you have any suggestions, make sure you share them with us. Yes, I've been thinking about it. I've really been thinking. But my friend That's... and I, uh, it is also here in in, uh, in she's in Georgetown. We're going to get together tomorrow. We're, I think we're going to have a little discussion, see what we can come up with. So well, don't that be in would touch. Be that Call next week. That would be wonderful. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. Good night. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, Mina? Yes? I got three hits for a name. You, you got and what? I got three hits for a name for the show. It just, just came to me um, over the listening time. And the first one is... Star Hearts, plural, round table. The next one is Star Spirit, round table. And the next one is Star Hearts Aboard. Okay. I'm writing them down. Just from listening, I heard all those words, so I thought I'd yeah, put them there. Absolutely. Yeah. Write them all down, and we'll figure it all what resonates to everybody and what resonates energy-wise. So that's always good. So I'm, that's why I'm writing them down, so we keep track of them. You know, that's always good. And if the listeners are listening, we'll certainly can feel welcome to call in and know that 
everybody's still going to be on the air. It just might be on a different name in a couple of weeks' time. That's all. Yeah, and I think it's okay. I hope you wrote that down. Don was suggesting Universal Roundtable. Yeah. That covers a whole lot of folks from all well, kinds I, of places. Yeah, I have it written down. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, that way we can, that way we can narrow it down. Yes, well, and I was thinking... Invite our listeners to write in or call uh, and let us know um, if you have suggestions of things that you'd like to have in the future, um, um, different format or just anything that uh, would be helpful. And we invite you to do that. Um, if you want to do an email, uh, you can uh, send your suggestions to Stargate Marita, M-A-R-I-E-T-T-A, at Gmail. That's probably the best way to communicate with us. If for some reason you don't have email, uh, I'll go ahead and give you my phone number, but I'd rather have it in writing. That way I can share it more easily with the rest of the team. So my phone is 317-773-0061. That's true. So it's really, it's really, um, Maria, did, did we say, I mean, I'm given this information. Did we say at the beginning of this hour that, uh, uh, we were, I think you mentioned that we were going to be changing. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I, did. I mentioned all of that. Okay. Yes. So they know what's going on. Yes, exactly. So. That's and, not a problem. And, and Marita, why don't you give the phone numbers out again so people can call in? Oh, if you want to make, uh, yes, if you'd like to uh, call in and ask a question, 888-429-5471-888-429-5471. A second number would be 323 323- Seven four 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 eight four one three two three seven four 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 eight four one. Thank you, Tara, to remind me. Yeah, that would just give people something to write down again and get courageous. Call it, everybody. <laughs> I was going to ask while I'm still here um, on 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 this conversation with Omina. Um, I. I had some uh, communication with my mother. My mother left quite a while ago in 1991. And she's out there somewhere. And I would check every so often and I would just be tell people would be telling me that she's still, you know, on the other side uh, getting integrated. And uh, I, I got a feeling that maybe something's changed. And so I thought, my mother's name is Teresa. And what do they call her? Teresa. Oh, okay. I would call her mom, but, you know, yeah. Teresa. Yes. Yeah. And you want to know where she is now? Teresa Marie. Okay. Yeah. Well. I have one of her guides here. She's not willing to come to talk to us, but one of her guides is. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And I'm asking the guide why she's not willing to talk to us. She doesn't want to be bothered. She doesn't want to be disturbed. Oh. She, she, 
What can I tell you? Um, because oh. what? No, that, that that's I get it. Go ahead. Okay, that's good. Because she is, um, she has to in order for her to process information and learn what she has to learn. She has to have total solitude to do that. Because it it she can't concentrate with an awful lot of activity around her. So that's really interesting. Yeah. But she's fine. She's on her journey. She's okay. She's at peace, finally. Okay. Yeah. That's, she that's, just still has some a lot of work yet to do, and she just doesn't want to be disturbed. <laughs> interesting. Okay. That's yeah. interesting because um, my mother was a nun for 10 years before she married my father. Well, that explains her solitude. Uh, it does. Well, she was a daughter of charity, so she had lots of connections out in the world, you know, because of that, too. A know. daughter of who? A daughter of charity. Whatever that means. I have no idea. Oh, it's, uh, uh, they they go into neighborhoods and help poor people. Oh, you mean the Sisters of Charity? Yes, the Sisters of Charity. Oh, are, well, they were in the orphanage when I was in the orphanage, yeah. I know all about the Sisters of Charity. Uh-oh, I'm, uh-oh. <laughs> Well, that's no, no, oh, no, I can be very objective. Oh, okay, because I heard a lot of stuff from you about them, and it wasn't so good. <laughs> well, that's true, but, I mean, that doesn't mean that some some nuns have the real vocation, others don't. So, you know, and when the ones when the ones that don't have the real vocation, you know it when they're still nuns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she did this kind of like, um, she was a... Uh, a child of ten children, and, yeah. and her youngest brother, uh, he wanted to be a priest, yet he had a heart murmur, and one day he raced up to the second floor on some outside stairs, you know, to the church uh, yeah. vestibule. He ran up the stairs and challenged, and he fell down dead at the top of the stairs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and he was 11, and she was 12. Yeah. And so she went right into the convent at 13. God bless her. She she volunteered to do that, like she wanted to give her family something, you know. So she was in there for 10 years. Wow. Well, yeah, and then she went and she got a full papal dispensation to get out. Oh, I mean, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, she was still a very young girl, you might say, at that age. And, uh, you know, after 10 years, she was still young, but she loves the solitude. Well, well, let me just say that, you know, first you go through the aspirancy and then uh, I, I don't remember. There's four different stages. So the first four years are just that. And then there's 10 more years after that. I just want to make that clear. So yeah. by the time she was out, she was like 28 or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. then she taught piano lessons for people. She got four PhDs. Oh, yeah. So she did something pretty clever, you know. She did. Oh, absolutely. She came out, yes. Yeah. So uh, then I ended up getting an education <laughs> with a little extra nunnery around. <laughs> right. Well, you know, 
if it's all used for the right reason, it definitely never hurts, that's for sure. Yeah, there's more to that story, but I don't need to take up a whole lot of time. But um, I just that 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 was interesting because it's been a very long time, you know, since then. And I've just yeah, but there's no time to the soul. That's true. Yeah, there's no time to the soul. So the well, soul. What, are, what about my father? Let's ask about my father. That's a whole different story. Uh, yes, it is. What's his name? John. John the Gob. John Green. He's from Ireland, from Dublin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. John James. You know, when you talk about him, I just get a very, very heavy feeling in my heart about John Green. I want to I want to call him John the Gob. Does yeah. that make any sense at all? Well, he's very, he's still screwed up. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. So, oh, I can tell you why he screwed up. Why? He does not want to take responsibility for anything that he, for the transgressions or anything that he has done in his life or past life, this past life, or the one before, actually. He doesn't uh, want to take, he just does not want to take any responsibilities for his transgressions. That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, He's not going anywhere until he realizes if he wants to move forward, he has to be responsible for who he is, what he's done, and what he has failed to do. So he hasn't he hasn't gotten to that point yet. He's very stubborn, and it, he just cannot he just cannot step over that threshold yet. He, he violated me for many, many years when I was smaller. And he also did alcohol a lot. Oh, dear. Well, now you can understand why he is where he is. And uh, he just didn't move beyond any of that. You know, in, in terms of his, in his own psychic, he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Yeah, and I mean, that was such an interesting combination to have, for him to be with my mother, and for me to watch that whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Well, well, you know, it's really, they knew each other in other lifetimes. Aha. Uh -huh. His mother in another lifetime, too. I was? No, she was. Your mom oh, was your okay. father's mother in another lifetime. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh so it's, it, it, I mean, it, they're, they had a they had a connection, but it wasn't one of the greatest love stories in the world. Nope. Nope. I mean, I can completely appreciate my mother saying she likes her solace after Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> but the question would be, why did you pick them as your parents? I'm not going to tell you the answer to that, but you oh, know, oh, oh, I I pretty much think that I did that to know both sides of that story and know it very well and also um, my father had 14 brothers and sisters and my mother had 10 brothers and sisters so I had a very large family extended family and right. there was lots there that touched in there yeah right yeah right and it's you know families are always amazing they're always complicated you know of course then I always think human beings have to complicate everything um, I practice every day keeping it simple yeah I also had 
I had um, I had a lot of uh, challenges, and I think it made me strong. Well, I'm sure it did. I mean, that would be the hope for all of us, that we would that our experience would make us stronger and more resilient and more. I don't want to say forgiving because that's not my job to tell anybody what to forgive uh, or not to forgive ourselves for, for putting ourselves in that space from a soul level. Of course, when we're on the other side planning it all out. We think there's nothing to it. And then we come in and it's like smack. What was I thinking? Yeah, what? <laughs> so, you know. Uh, yeah, I have to say I have... I actually appreciated the Catholic schools in the sense that their academics were super high. Definitely. And one of the things about religion, I mean, on one side of my brain, religion has ruined us. On the other side of my brain, religion has given the foundation to people if they come away with nothing, that they have faith, because that definitely helps people get through an awful lot of things. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the thing is that, you know, by the time high school was over, uh, the Franciscan nuns in the school, Alvernia High School, I mean, that was the highest rated academically in the whole country. Yeah, well, they're very disciplined. They're very, both my children went to, all the way up, went to Catholic schools, and they came out with great study habits, and of course they were bright. And it really definitely helped them uh, stick with the program through college and all that kind of stuff. They were disciplined to do homework and to study. And they were very organized in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing, though, is that um, there were organizations at the school, Young Christian Students and the Third Order of St. Francis and uh, things like that. But um, they expanded me in the sense that I went on what they called mission vacations. Yeah. And then when I got to the different places, I met all kinds of both challenges and brilliant people who were uh, in, into helping people. Yeah. And I made so many contacts that way that I wouldn't have made normally. Uh, and I got, I got to go to different parts of the country. And I even eventually got to go out of the country uh, uh, with the connections that were made there. And I, I learned about other religions. Yep. I mean, I learned about uh, the Hindu religion because my counselor in college was from India. And he got his Ph.D. at the University of California. I mean, excuse me, the University of Chicago in East-West Psychology and parapsychology, which led me to study comparative religions. Uh -huh. And so that just took me, I, I, I lived with a group of Baha'is yeah. in, in, in northern Sweden, uh, in, in a place called Gausa. And uh, they had a 400-acre farm, and uh, they had international uh healing seminars where people came from all over the world and it just went from there i'm just saying my goodness that's yeah i know tara, I mean, tara i'm going to interrupt you so i can give the phone number so people can call in yeah and then you can continue uh 888-429-5433 okay. 
A second number is 323-744-4841. So if you'd like to call in and ask Omina um, a question about anyone that might be on the other side that you'd like to connect with, you may do that. And, um, you know, I don't know that any questions are off uh, off the list, so just take this opportunity to uh, give yourself um, a chance to speak with somebody that maybe has passed recently or in the past. Or in the process of passing. Yes. Yeah. Or babies are on the way. <laughs> I talked to them I too. I thought about that. That would be interesting I, too. Well, one of my friends, um, she's expecting her fifth great grandchild that's coming to be here within the next probably 12 hours or so. She was due on February 10th. And this is a soul that's coming in that's going to come in her own time when she's ready. Very independent spirit. So, yes, we can talk to them while they're in the womb. There's an intelligence there that will talk back because you're talking to the soul. They're really fascinating. Everything about the soul to me is fascinating. <laughs> and that's my mission. That, that really is my mission. All about souls is my mission. All the other stuff that we're talking about, the stuff you're talking about, Tara, about yeah. your father and your mother... That's all the personality stuff that's not, that does what they want to do. Penny is online too, I see. Uh-huh. Yes. Penny, here, Penny? Yes, I'm here. Uh, hi, Amina. Hi, Tara. Hi. Hi. Tara's um, uh, uh, questions about her mother uh, inspired me to ask about, I've got three people on my list that I've been wanting to know about. One is to check in again with my brother, Monty, who died in June. And then my friend, Manon, and who died a year ago. And uh, my friend, Bodil, my Danish friend. Because I've never asked about her, and I've always been curious what's happened to her. Okay. And Monty was in June, and what was the other person? Um, Manon, M-A-N-O-N. She's somebody that Tara knows as well, so um, uh -huh. I've never and, and asked these, about Are these all yet. females? Uh, well, the, Manon is a female, and my friend Bodil, B-O-D-I-L, is also a female. Okay. When she did she pass? She's my stalwart Danish friend. When did Bodil pass? Bodil died in 20... Either 2010 or 2011, I think. Or maybe a bit later. I can't remember exactly. Well, it doesn't matter. Okay. And you, what do you I want to know about them? If you need her last name, I can give that. No, no. I don't. No, no. Slow down, Penny. I don't need her last name. Uh, you want to know about Monty first? Yes, please. My That's brother. your brother. Okay. So let me, let me just go there first. Um. Well, I will tell you, he is a lot more calmer. He's a lot more sweeter, I might say. He's yes, more open to listening. Yes, he had a nice listening. quality, but it kind of got covered up. 
When I'm telling you, though, you can't interrupt because it interrupts my channel. I'm sorry. Me too. Okay. Let me go back there again and see if I can get him back in here because he was going to tell you something. Um, Monty. Okay. <laughs> He's come face to face with his personality and he has become aware how rough he was on the engine, on the edges, on the edges of, he, he was just saying very, he had very rough edges that he realizes now they were his defense mechanism. He couldn't stand anyone to get close to him and he understands that now. So he's a lot more accepting of his journey, a lot more accepting of the work he has to do. He's a lot more at peace. Okay, and he knows he has amends to make and he will make them. I think he, I don't know if it's a daughter he has that he's talking about. But he's doing good. He's, he's happy that you're asking about him. Mm-hmm. And he's happy to let you know how well he's doing. I'm happy to hear about it too. Good. Now you can let it go and know that he's okay. Okay. Yeah, because that's healing for both of you. So, now you just take a very deep breath and release it. And let all that stuff go away up into the flames. Right. And man, yes. And Manon? Manon? Manon. Manon. Okay, Manon. You got it. Yes, Manon. Okay. Um, let me see. Mm. Well, you know, <laughs> she makes me laugh, actually. Manon does. She's very, very, uh, um, I want to say flowery, but that's the wrong word. But that's what she, she reminds me of a flower. She reminds me of a bunch of flowers. She's very, very happy. Maybe that's why the flowers are there. She's very, very happy, and she's busy. She collects things. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the idea that she, she's still collecting stuff. Oh, yes. my God. She is. But you see, they don't have any weight to them. <laughs> Say what? They don't. They do not have any weight to them. That's right. And you know what she collects? She's able to go around and collect, and she doesn't have to store it or put it anywhere because it doesn't have any weight to it. Good, good, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. So, but she she loves doing that. Yep. That's how she feels. That that by collecting things, it helps her to feel. If that makes any oh. sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. She feels through what she collects. Huh. Yeah, interesting. It is. Yeah, I know. It always amazes me. You never know what they're going to come up with. Yeah. Well, are are you finished with ideas from her? Yes. Okay. Do you yeah, want to well, ask her anything? Uh there's so many things I could think of to ask too, you know, just if uh, 
if all the stuff that she learned um, at the ranch is, is uh, has, has she found out whether it was, is it, has it been valuable to her in, in this next stage of development? That she's learned on the earth, you mean, at the ranches? On the ranch. No, she'll know what I mean. <laughs> she's saying no, she doesn't want to do that anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, then. That she's right, not... Then. No, she doesn't want to do that anymore. Good. She's not any. Yeah, she's she's gone beyond that. She's definitely has let go of her earthly body, I guess you could say, or the earthly desires, or whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. No, she's quite happy being where doing what she's doing because they're not taking anything from her. And still, she, she's quite happy doing what she's doing. Because they're not taking anything from her. Do you get that? That's an interesting statement. Yeah. Well, I would say that probably in her past life, things were taken from her without her willing to give it up. Hmm. Here, she gives it up when she's ready. It's part of her her healing journey. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And then I'll, I'll just tell her I love her. Oh, she knows that. I know. You wouldn't be asking. You wouldn't be asking about her if you didn't. No. No. Well, just tell her that the Milky Way is still shining brightly over the ranch. Yes. <laughs> over the farm. <laughs> okay. Bodil. 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 Bodil yeah. is a, a female too. Yes. yes. Bodil is a female. Although I see her as a very strong masculine essence, it's almost like she's a farmer. Uh, yes, Definitely. that could that I never thought of it like that, but that could be that would be. And she's a very strong person, or was. Yes. Oh yeah. Is. Yeah. She still is. <laughs> very strong uh, mental essence, almost like a woman of the earth. Uh huh. And and she's telling me she's plowing away. It doesn't mean she's plowing the dirt. She's just plowing away. She found herself through things. She's not yes. easily she's not easily deterred. No. No. <laughs> well, that's uh, all three of them for. She's very happy you asked about her. She said she doesn't have too many people doing that. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well I sure miss her. I bet. Well, she was a force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, she came to uh, London once, shortly after I met Len. Yeah. And um, uh, we agreed to meet in a particular park that we both knew about. And yeah. in that park, uh, we could um, we could buy a beer. So we sat there drinking a beer and smoking cheroots, cheroots yeah. like the little small cigars. And, uh, of course, I'm talking 1969, and um, I'll tell you what, everybody stared at us and sniffed when they went by, and we were just having a hell of a good time. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of of such good memories of her, too, so. Well, that that would be part of being a free spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, I learned still... a lot from her, too. Mm-hmm. Good. That's good. Anyway, all... I'm just 
so glad that she's well. She's well. Oh, yeah, she's well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does she see her brother? He passed over, brother? too. What's, your, what's his name? Uh, Axel. Um, she's only seen him once. She's not that interested. No, no. She she gave yeah. a lot of time to him while he was here. Yeah. He had, well, a, that... he had a physical disability, and she yeah. Uh, she had to look after him a lot. So. Yeah. Oh well, no one. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's on his own journey, and she doesn't interfere with that. No. She did oh, her no. time with him. Yes, yeah, she did her time, and she always respected uh, him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank you, thank you uh, for asking for for looking after those folks for me. So you're very you. welcome. Anytime. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Bye -bye okay, we're ready for our next caller. Eight 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 four two nine five four seven one or three two three seven four four. Four eight four one. I was going to say, Omina, while I was thinking about, you know, you asked me the question, how in the world did you get those two together to come in through? And I thought, uh, well, I had a brother. His name was Tommy. And uh, he came in, you know, just not too, he was only, only, uh, see 18 months apart and uh, he was the younger and then he left promptly at about he was uh, about six and a half you mean he passed away yeah oh, from, from smallpox oh my yeah and the doctor was the last person to show up and he was the one that was called to come and you know take him uh, in the middle of the night and he didn't he refused you know just told him to do something else. But anyway, the point I was asking is maybe that's the reason I came in there to, to just for because of him. I'm not sure, but I thought I'd ask. His name is Tommy, like I said. No, you didn't come in for Tommy. Okay. So, Tommy, just, Tommy just could not stay in the earth vibrations. He didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you asking me why you picked those parents? Well, I was just, yeah, maybe on, uh, on the ultimate. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, give me your dad's name again. <coughs> John James Green. Yeah, and your mom's? Teresa Marie, and I think her confirmation name was Agnes. Teresa Marie Agnes uh, Noel, N-O-L-L. -L. Yeah, no, I just need the first names, that's all. Okay. Okay, why did you pick? Your lifetime with your father, you've been with them four other times before that, and this lifetime was very karmic. You came in to heal that karma with him. It was very calming? Karma. Oh, karmic. karmic. Karmic, yeah, okay. It was a very, it was a lifetime. You've had three other lifetimes with him. And you came into this lifetime to heal the karma. 
Right. Your mother just happened to be the vehicle. Uh-huh. You don't have any real soul connections with your mother. I figured that. Yeah. It was more with your father than anybody else. Because you didn't have it with your brother either. Uh-huh. Yeah. You were, well, you know why, you know why you came in? You came in because you were in such a hurry to get it done. <laughs> that you didn't pay any attention to what that might entail. And then you found out what it entailed. Oh, not saying Lord. that there was any. Well, no, the thing is that that's not what you, you did not set that up to happen. You didn't set it up to happen that way. Uh-huh. It's just that it happened that way because you were in such a hurry. It's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's, um. Did I know where I was going? Of course, on a soul level you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then when you got, but then when, when you get violated, it changes everything. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. It, and especially in small children, the brain develops other ways of coping and it takes us off our track. Oh, boy. That's what it does in terms of the healing process until we learn how to get all that back on track and do what we have to do with it, you know. The, uh. the thing would be, the suggestion would be to have a meditation, invite them in and give it all back to them. Oh, well, it's not yours, it's his. Yep, it's true. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's about you getting it, it's about you throwing it back at him. Yeah. I do this work all the time with people, and it's very, very effective. It's hard to do it in little pieces like this. That's why I would suggest that. And you do it when you're ready. Yeah. 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 And slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, yikes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you've got a lot of good information tonight, haven't you, Tara? So, yes. Well, you know, we don't have another caller here. Um, I'd like to talk to my father. You would. And what's your father's name? Francis. Did you call him Frank or Francis? Francis. I called him Dad. Well, of course you did, but what did everybody else call him? Francis. Okay, so what do you want to know about Francis? What do you want to talk to him about? It's right now he's a very gentle soul. He's a soft soul. Feminine essence. Yes, I was yeah. very connected with him and uh, um, re actually I think related to him easier than I did to my mother. Um, but he was very supportive of me and uh, yeah. it, was, it was like... Uh, We've done this, I mean, we've done it before because he. I was just really connected. Yeah, you were connected to him, yeah. But he would not go against your mother. Right. No, he would not go against your mother. But he's doing fine. He's still farming. Is he? Okay. Well, they grow things on a different level on that side. But right. But, you know, he's, he's, he's very true to his nature the creator so to speak so he's cultivating that's what he does he cultivates and he's still cultivating except that it's on a different level if he's cultivating souls or information or he's helping people grow you know he's kind of like a leader in that part 
and uh, he's learning a lot more understanding, a lot more compassion. He runs into Robert frequently. Really? Yeah. Now, he did not want me to marry Robert. I mean, he, he never really accepted him. And after he was, after my dad passed, uh, he actually came through one night and while we were in bed asleep and this water fell on our face and uh, we looked up and here in his etheric body, he was standing at the foot of the bed and he just said, I'm sorry. Yeah. So he was uh, not very accepting of him, uh, didn't didn't really understand him uh, and the right. kind of connection that Robert and I had. Um, my mother was very, uh, she was pretty dominant. Yeah. Well, that's okay. You did what you were supposed to do and he realizes, you know, that was his personality doing all those judgments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's quite happy where he is. He comes to visit you once in a while. Yes. Yeah. So how about Pauline then, my mother? Well, Pauline is sort of just doing her own thing. She doesn't really want, she doesn't bother with anybody too much. She has, she has a sister that she hangs out with once in a while. Well, not she, in this lifetime, but it must have been from another time. Yeah, yeah. Well, she had one, she had one brother and uh, this, uh, my uncle Ralph, he just passed a couple of years ago. He was 95. And uh, I, I was—he was like a big brother to me. Yeah, yeah. No, mostly no. They're not. Um, I do you want me to ring in Ralph? What? Do you want me to connect with Ralph? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm not connecting with him. Okay. Yeah. So we let that go. Maybe he hasn't been there long enough yet. Well, it may be that, it may be that. Sometimes they refuse to be conscious of where they are, you know? Yep. Yeah, sometimes they do that. So there's nothing we can do about it. Sometimes they just want to be left alone. Usually the guides come in and tell me, what, but I'm not getting anything at all on him. I'm not getting a guide or anything else. So we just let him be where he is. They don't want to disturb him. They don't want, he doesn't want to be disturbed. Or whatever reasons, he could be right. on another planet. So, do we have anybody else that wants to uh, connect here before we uh, finish the call tonight? We've got just a couple more minutes. Right. Omina. Yes. I'd like to know if my uh, my previous cat I had before I had these two I have now. His name is Pudding. Does he have any message for the cats that are here? I feel I've been really feeling his presence lately. Pudding? So the cats. Pudding. P U D D Y. Yeah. And he's passed over, right? Oh, yes. No, he's just, no, he doesn't have any message. He's just lonely. He misses you. Okay. So that's why he comes around. Okay. He's Thank a little you. jealous. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It is. Yeah, that's very funny. I like it. 
Well, he just wants, you know, he wants your attention and yours alone. He doesn't want to be sharing you with others. <laughs> yeah. So we just, we just send Putty a lot of love, that's all. He yes, just I always he just needs a lot of love. He's very cute, actually. So, Amina, what we need to do before we sign off here is uh, we haven't spent much time helping people to know how to reach you when they want to have uh, a full reading and okay. uh, your website and your phone numbers and all of that. Uh, okay, so my phone number is 860-871-6076. You can leave a message. And Richard will get back to you. He handles all my phone calls and appointments. You can email me at ominacenter777 at gmail.com. You can go to my website, omina777.com, and you'll find all kinds of information there. You'll find the information about your story begins here. And as we go down the road, maybe I will share that with everybody, the different levels all oh, everything anything you want to know about the soul everything and anything you want to know about the human soul because we're going to talk about just the human soul because i do believe yeah there's other soul types but i haven't gone out there yet to look at them so right now i'm just sticking with the soul itself is so fascinating it's mm -hmm. all my time somebody flying a kite again i don't know <laughs> sure sounded like it but that's okay <laughs> If Oceana Ryan is, is listening, we missed you on the show. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to you next week. That would be really yes. good. She had an interview with somebody that she didn't recognize uh, that they clashed with this agreement, but I think she'll be here next week for sure. I do, too. So, hopefully, whoever's listening will either write, call us, call us next week. We'll repeat all of this next week. We'll all meet together next week at 8.30. I'm going to put it out there to come up with some names that would have the energy and the essence of everybody on the round table. So that would be really good. And we'll go from there. And whatever other ideas you might have as far as uh, uh, what you would like round table to be. And uh, just, you know, we're looking for as many, as much comment from the group as we can uh, get so that if it's what you want, um, so we know what you want. So thank you very much for uh, contributing. And Amina, thank you so much for um, taking charge here and, and being our guest for tonight. And uh, we will see all of you next week. Yes, and I'll be on next week too if anybody wants to call in. That would be great. Thank you very much, Marita, and everybody else on the panel. Okay, so okay. we will sign off and blessings on your way as we complete this day. So good night all. 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 Yes. Good night. To all a good night. Yeah. <laughs> good night.